0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Life is a Story We Tell Ourselves. We are so excited to be in our second full month with hundreds of listeners. We really appreciate your support and your love for storytelling. In fact, if you are a storyteller, we invite you to submit your stories that you can tell on the podcast. Just go to our website, lifeisastorypodcast.com, and select Share Your Story. There you can leave a two-minute audio file of your story and we will let you know if you are selected to join us to tell your story on the podcast. In the coming weeks, we have some great storytelling interviews scheduled. This month, we will have multiple Emmy Award-winning director Zoe Wesson with us to tell us about storytelling from a director's point of view. And in July, we will feature Yosemite Ranger Shelton Johnson will share his favorite stories with us. Shelton has appeared on The Oprah Winfrey Show and was prominently featured in the Ken Burns documentary on our national parks. Shelton is world famous for his reenactment of a buffalo soldier. If you don't know about the buffalo soldiers, you will want to join us to learn more about these African-American soldiers who protected many of our national parks. Now, Here's my co-host and daughter, Anna, to tell you a little bit more about our podcast.
1: Thanks, Dad. Such exciting guests coming over the next two months. I wanted to tell our listeners a little bit about the music we use for the podcast. Our podcast begins and ends with a musical arrangement of an original song entitled Never Gonna Let You Go. It's a song my parents used to sing to my brother and I as children growing up in El Dorado Hills in California. Relationships between parents and children are always complicated, but when everything starts on a foundation of love, families have the security to grow together. Now you'll hear a story from my father about what a complicated man his father was.
0: My father was an enigma, not the normal kind, but the kind I hope you will know a little bit about by the end of the story. It is not about the father who was a Baptist preacher educated at Leland College in Louisiana that closed its doors in 1960. It is not about the father who could keep us both laughing and terrify us with his bedtime stories, like the one about the time he went fishing for catfish and ended up catching a cottonmouth snake on one of the many bayous of Louisiana, or the one about a mysterious friend of his named Boo. It is not about the father who tolerated my mother's volatile personality with uncommon grace, or the father who tried to supplement his income as a house painter until the labor unions made it impossible for an independent businessman to compete. And it's not about the father who, when my mother died, remarried, and promptly rewrote his will, leaving everything to his new wife, deservedly so. She was devoted to him and took care of him as Parkinson's disease stole the later years of his life. No, this story is not about that father. Rather, it is about my father, the science answer man, especially if it involved the sun, the stars, and the moon. He was ahead of his time, well before Bill Nye or Neil deGrasse Tyson. One evening when we came home from church, the moon was high in the sky, I looked up in seven-year-old wonder and turned to my father as we walked up the path to our house and asked, where did the moon come from? Without hesitation, he explained how the moon had been part of the earth billions of years ago and was knocked off by a collision with what was then thought might have been another planet. Wow, I thought, and most recently double wow as astrogeological investigations have confirmed this theory. Another time I asked him why the sun was always in the same place. He laughed and explained how the sun was not standing still, but it was moving through the universe, dragging the planets with it. Now you can go online and see an infographic of how this looks from space. His answers mesmerized me and often took my breath away. Like the time I asked him about stars, and what they were. I pointed to the brightest star that I could find, and he explained how it was not really a star, but a planet, and how other stars were actually suns. I asked, do you think there are other people out there? Being the preacher he was, he said, well... God said, I have sheep ye know not of. So probably so. I later learned it was a loose quote from John 10.16. Yes, like other fathers, he taught me how to fish and hunt, but not baseball he couldn't throw worth a lick. He taught me how to train our hunting dogs and how to fly a kite. But that is not the father I remember most. I remember the one who taught me, that you don't have to be an astrophysicist to know what the stars are telling you.
1: Up next, a story about my grandmother's love of travel and how that brought the family to Mexico.
0: My family's migration from Louisiana out west to California was motivated as much by my mother's love for Sunset Magazine as for the need to escape the Jim Crow South. A dedicated reader of Sunset, my mother wanted to go everywhere described in that magazine, especially the national parks and the sunny beaches of Mexico. In a twist of fate many years later, Bill Lane, one of the publishers of Sunset Magazine, And I became close friends, sharing many outdoor adventures, as well as political battles to save America's land and water. On our trip to California, we stopped as a family and stood transfixed on the rim of the Grand Canyon. Family photos, no longer in my possession, still exist of the five of us huddled in the cold, peering into the mysterious abyss. But the real family adventures began when my mother packed us all into her brand-new 1955 Buick and we drove down to Ensenada in Baja California. It was both the fulfillment of one of my mother's many travel fantasies and the result of the segregation of the beaches in California in the 1950s. Imagine living in a world where God created the wonder of coastal beaches and some members of that same creation believing only they were entitled to use those beaches. So, Ensenada, with its pristine beaches, sleepy little towns, rustic cabanas, and real, not-tourist cantinas, was the perfect alternative. We played on the near-deserted beaches, explored the fishing boats beached on the shore, and breathed in the warm, fresh, salty air as if on clouds in heaven, We took family siestas every afternoon, and one afternoon proved not to be so enjoyable. We awoke one afternoon to my father frantically searching the little cabin on the beach we always rented. His wallet was missing. There were no locked doors, if the doors had locks at all, on the beaches. But it all ended well as the owner of the cabins knew who the perpetrator was and promptly retrieved my father's wallet adding to the positive memories my brothers and I have of Ensenada. It was not to last. As the years passed, throngs of those same people who segregated the beaches of Southern California began buying up property in Ensenada. They built fancy houses and gated communities, often cutting off access to beaches once open to everyone. Real cantinas were replaced by artificial cookie-cutter cantinas, and many of the fishermen and their families cashed in on the boom, but often lamented the loss of the old charm. I don't really remember when we stopped spending our summers in Mexico, but I do remember how suddenly things changed, and the world we had sought to escape soon caught up with us, even in a country where the American brand of prejudice was supposed to be against the law. The positive thing is, I can still taste the authentic tamales, enchiladas, and grilled fish served at our favorite restaurant.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's Life is a Story We Tell Ourselves. Join us next week for two new stories, one about an evil family rooster and the other about the importance of hugs. My father and I appreciate every one of our listeners. Please check out the website at lifeisastorypodcast.com. There you will find the link to purchase the ebook of the children's story on last week's episode about a little girl and her new puppy. The link to submit your own stories to be featured on the podcast can also be found on the website. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and share with your family and friends. You can also leave comments and rate the podcast. From our family to yours, stay safe, share happiness, and remember, the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing.